What's going on, everyone? Happy Victory Monday to everyone watching right now. We have a lot to talk about on today's show. So coming up, we're going to do an injury news roundup. we got some bad news and some okay news. Then we're going to talk about Joe Flacco and just this absolute circus online surrounding the Browns quarterback. And then we'll dive into Grant Delpit's contract extension that broke right before kickoff on Sunday. But really quickly, help us reach 30,000 subscribers, less than 300 to go. Now, let's get into the injury news here for the Browns. So, starting with Jerome Ford, he suffered a hand-slash-wrist injury. There wasn't a big update on Ford, but I have to imagine no news is good news for Jerome Ford. Now, Dewan Jones, unfortunately, has been lost for the season. We'll talk more about that and that impact in just a moment. Denzel Ward still dealing with a shoulder injury. Kevin Stefanski said there was no added-on injury, no setback that happened despite him practicing last week. They just held him out for a third straight game. Juan Thornhill and Grant Delpit, no clear update on them moving forward. They're going to need some more time to figure out how long those injuries could hold them out for, if at all. But hopefully another no news is good news situation. And I got no update on Ethan Posick, who left the game halfway through as well. So fingers crossed, no long-term injury to any of those guys. But uh, Dewan Jones, unfortunately, gone for the season. And this one really stings because... I really thought the Browns would not be able to overcome any more major injuries, and they continue to be resilient, and hopefully they can find a way to fight through losing their starting right tackle, who suffered a knee injury during Thursday's practice, did not play on Sunday, and Kevin Stefanski said that injury was a new injury, not any uh, tack on from his additional or his pre-existing knee injury. So he has to get surgery, and that's going to be it for his 2023 rookie season. And he's going to join Jed Wills and Jack Conklin on IR. Hopefully Jed Wills can come back. He is eligible to come off of injured reserve and play as soon as Sunday. He was eligible this past week, so he's missed five weeks at this point. Fingers crossed that he'll be back for Sunday's game against the Bears. But losing Dewan Jones will not be an easy replacement. Despite him playing on sort of short notice, like didn't come into the season expecting to be the starter, he played like a top half tackle. PFF, the nerds over there, ranked him 46 out of 83 qualifying tackles, and he just got better and better as the season went on. I mean, these are his overall grades. He was always a much better pass blocker than run blocker this season, but you look at the jump he made from the first few weeks of the season towards the middle stretch of the year, like look at the last six games for Dewan Jones, right? Week seven against the Colts just bodied a really good Indianapolis defensive line, took care of business against the Steelers and TJ Watt, did well on the road in Denver and LA. So this is not going to be an easy replacement. There really never is an easy replacement, but the Browns are going to have to figure out who's going to fill in at right tackle, whether they want to stick with James Hudson who we'll talk about in a moment that's been a disaster, or if they want to go test the free agent market. But right now, I want to show Big Thanos, as they call him in Berea, some love, and spam his jersey number 79 down in the comment section. I got to imagine he's hurting physically and mentally right now, so let him know the dog pound is rooting for him to make a nice, quick recovery. Now, we can look at the Browns' offensive line depth chart that is missing, I mean, potentially three starters for this next uh, game against the Bears. You've got Garyon Christian continuing to fill in for Jed Wills at left tackle. Who knows how much time, if any, Ethan Posick could miss at center. So Nick Harris would take over at that spot, which I don't think there's a huge drop-off between Posick and Harris, but there is a big drop-off between Harris and Bryant at fullback. 
And then James Hudson staying at right tackle with no more Dewan Jones on the right side of the offensive line. So if it is Christian and James Hudson as your two starting tackles for the next few weeks or so, whenever Jed Wills will, can return, I'm not too encouraged. I mean, James Hudson, according to PFF, has literally been the worst qualifying tackle in football, ranked 83rd out of 83rd. And Christian, your next mister, hasn't been much better, 75 out of 83 qualifying tackles. So not a whole lot of great play happening on the exterior of the offensive line. Reinforcements should be coming soon by way of Jedrick Wills. But here's my idea, and this might be a bad idea. That's okay. I don't really have good ideas. What about moving Jed Wills to right tackle when he returns from injured reserve? He played right tackle at Alabama. For the last three years, we've all been saying under our breath and some of us just saying out loud, move Jed Wills to right tackle. He's not good at left tackle. This kind of gives you a free excuse to move him to right tackle, keep Christian the better of those two starting tackles over at left tackle, and see if you've got something with Jed Wills at right tackle for next season, and you could potentially get a jump, uh, a head start on 2024 with Jed Wills at right tackle and maybe move Dewan Jones over to left tackle. Again, just an idea. Might not be a good idea, but I would be kind of interested to see if you bring Jed Wills back and you bench Gary on Christian, you're going to keep the worst of those two starting tackles on the offensive line with James Hudson on the right side. You want to kick Christian over to right tackle. I'd be at least interested in exploring the idea of Wills going to right tackle when he returns. Now, before we get on to the rest of the news on today's show, give me 60 seconds to tell you guys about our awesome sponsor, which is Game Time. Game Time is back in the mix because they don't want the dog pound to worry when you're trying to buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. So let's say you want to go catch an upcoming Browns game. The Bears come to town on Sunday. Well, with Game Time, it's the place to visit first. Because what I love about Game Time specifically is the ability to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds with just two taps. They're obsessed, by the way, with helping you guys find ways to save money on tickets. Game time has deals right up to the kickoff or right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. Now, here's what game time is doing for Browns fans. They're going to give you guys $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply when you use code BROWNSCHAT. So make sure you download the game time app, redeem that code BROWNSCHAT at checkout for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All that information is in the comments and description of today's video. Let's switch gears and let's talk about the biggest non-story, I would say, in the NFL at the moment. And that is the idea that Joe Flacco could be plucked from the Browns practice squad and taken by another team. Jeremy Fowler tweeted this out yesterday saying, New Browns QB Joe Flacco straight off the couch has 565 passing yards and five touchdowns in two games. As a member of the practice squad, another team can pluck him at any time to place on its 53-man roster. That's sort of true, but also that's not the entire truth. I mean, this is a black and white picture, and we're going to add some more color to it. Uh, Jason Lickenfora also adding to a little bit of this fake news, if you will, saying currently, despite his strong play, 
Joe Flacco is a free agent who reverted back to Cleveland's practice squad. Anyone could sign him, okay? Adam Schefter also hopping in on this non-story that for whatever reason, they just want Browns fans to get concerned and worried. Joe Flacco has reverted back to the Browns practice squad, and at the same time, he is also now eligible to sign with another team's active roster. Despite any interest, Flacco wants to remain in Cleveland. Let me just say this right now. Joe Flacco isn't going anywhere. So when you elevate a player from your practice squad to the active roster, when the game ends on Sunday, they revert back to the practice squad. That's not the Browns demoting Joe Flacco. That is just a rubber band. That's just procedural. It goes right back to the practice squad. You get three free elevations for a player from the practice squad to the active roster before you have to either add them to the active roster, sign them to the 53-man roster permanently, or you have to release them. The Browns have used two of those three free elevations. So why are they not signing into the active roster immediately? Because they don't have to. If they do sign into the active roster, they have to clear a roster spot for him, which means that you'd have to place someone on IR, which is going to be Dewan Jones, or they have to release someone. So why are you in a rush to move on from someone when you can have a free guy on your practice squad and max out those three elevations before either releasing someone or putting someone on IR? which of course they're going to add them to their 53-man roster once they use all three free elevations, but there's no major rush to do so. Now, as for a team coming over and signing Joe Flacco off their practice squad, one, Flacco has to agree to go. Two, the Browns have the first right to add them to their 53-man roster. You can't just, it's not Swiper, this isn't Dora. You don't just go to a team's practice squad and steal a guy without that team knowing. No, the Browns would have an opportunity to sign Flacco to their roster before another team could take him, and they would without a doubt do that. They would cut the 53rd guy on the roster if someone tried to poach Joe Flacco. But until someone tries to do so, why not max out those three free elevations and then add them before releasing someone or placing someone on IR? So Kevin Stefanski was talking to Daryl Ryder about this during the Zoom press conference. And his message to those worrying about Joe Flacco reverting back to the practice squad, don't worry about it. It'll all work out. This is just procedural stuff here. He might be added to the 53-man roster this week. And if he's not, I'm not going to lose a wink of sleep over it because he'll get added next week after his third free elevation. And they'll either cut someone or if someone in the Bears game on Sunday gets injured and put on IR, he'll take their spot on the 53-man roster. Because Joe Flacco is without a doubt this team's starting quarterback. Kevin Stefanski said that after the win on Sunday, Flacco has come off his couch and he has thrown for well over 500 yards. The first Browns quarterback to do that in their first two starts since Baker Mayfield back in 2018. Flacco was, I thought, pretty good in the Rams game. And then we saw him get the accuracy a little bit down in the Jags game. And then we still saw the deep ball throwing for over 300 yards, three touchdowns and a rating of 92 on the dot. I said it before, but it's time I just sort of, sort of say it out loud one last time. Joe Flacco is elite. If 2014 PD heard that right now, he'd walk through that door and he'd slap me silly. But I had to say it. Joe Flacco, for being on his couch, is elite. I used to have a little bit of fear that he might be a double agent for the Ravens and who's going to sabotage the Browns. But the way he runs on the field after throwing a touchdown... He looks like he is having the time of his life, right? 
Shout out to that one guy in the Broncos game. Um, but what's his name? I forgot his name. I usually know his name, too. Um, Sergio Dip. Got it. Um, there's Vance Joseph having the time of his life. But, no, he's really having a blast out there. And I think what I enjoy most about Joe Flacco and the Browns right now, aside from all the touchdowns, is every time he speaks to the media, at some point he kind of mentions how he is doing this to show his kids something that they were going to remember because his kids were young when he was playing with the Ravens and when he was actually playing good ball before he left Baltimore. So this is something they're going to hold on to. So he is really out there as a family man just playing for his kids. He's genuine, he's authentic, and he is elite. So with that, let's look at the AFC playoff picture really quickly. The Browns do hold the number five seed. So it would be a rematch between them and the Jags. And I have to imagine that Jacksonville is probably going to finish last out of the four division winners. The Chiefs have a pretty easy schedule coming up. Now, they also had an easy schedule against the Packers and home against the Bills-ish. But they dropped both those games. So maybe the Chiefs will really start to fall to the number four spot. But if the Browns get the five spot, it'll be a rematch in Jacksonville, which I like that matchup a lot more than going to Arrowhead or going to Miami. Both are tough places and just better teams in my eyes than the Jags. So let me know down in the comment section. Will Flacco lead the Browns to the playoffs? Chime in, yes or no. Give me your honest opinion. I think Joe Flacco and the Browns are going to be in the yaws. Now let's talk about some other news here. Grant Delpit. Signed a three-year, $36 million contract extension, which comes out to $12 million a season, with 23 of that guaranteed right before kickoff on Sunday, and it became official today. Now, he has been Mr. Consistent. I've seen some disgruntlement, disgruntlement about the idea of extending Delpit and that this is a bit of an overpay. Listen, what I look for when signing players in free agency or extending players is availability. There is nothing worse than signing a guy and then not seeing that guy play anymore, which is unfortunately ironic because he got injured in week 14. But Grant Delpit did not miss a single snap all last season. He has barely missed any time at all this season, has not missed a start once this year. I'm a big fan of this Grant Delpit extension. I think he's a pillar on this defense. I think if you are drafting guys you do not want to see go down, Delpit is towards the top of that list. And if that's not a good enough selling cause for you, do you want to see Grant Delpit play on the Steelers, the Bengals, or the Ravens? Because I sure as hell don't. I want Grant Delpit on our team, on the Browns. So if paying him $12 million, well, I got no issue with that a season. Like, look at the highest paid safeties on average. Grant Delpit does not even crack the top 10 with this contract extension. So I don't think it's an overpay. It can't really be an overpay. If the guy doesn't even move into top 10 for his own positionals payroll, right? Delpit, throughout his three-year career after tearing his Achilles his rookie season, has been great. I mean, sure, he had a bit of a slow start in 2021. At the beginning of 2022, I think we can all remember some frustration with major miscommunication in Joe Woods' defense. But he played really well in the second half of 2022. And I think in 2023, he has shown us potential Pro Bowl caliber play. I mean, there have been stretches where he looks like a shoe-in to make the Pro Bowl. Has it been up and down throughout the season? Sure, a little bit. But Delpit, in my eyes, is a pillar on this defense with Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett for the next couple of seasons. If you look at the key pieces for the Browns, they have locked up for the next two, three, four years. Watson, Chubb and Cooper are entering the last year of their contracts next year. David Njoku, Joel Batonio, Wyatt Teller, 
all under contract through 2025. Jack Conklin, Miles Garrett through 2026. Now Grant Delpit joins them, and Denzel Ward under contract through 2027. So you've got a lot of really good and key pieces here locked up long term. So grade the Grant Delpit contract extension for me. I'll give it an A minus. I kind of wish it was over four years, maybe even five years, because I'm a big fan of Delpit. I don't think this is a contract that we're all going to regret someday. I think Delpit's going to continue to just get better and better. Thank you.